We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome to Talking Buffalo, featuring conversations with guests from around the world of sports, media, pop culture, and all things Buffalo, with your host, Patrick Moran. All right, welcome everybody to another episode of Talking Buffalo, your weekday daily driver for Buffalo Sports Talk and more. My name is Patrick Moran. Thank you, as always, for watching, for listening, for following, for subscribing. Appreciate y'all very much. I am joined right now by my good buddy who has never been less interested in the oh, <laughs> in the intro of this show. I wish if people are watching oh, this on the goes, video. It side, goes beyond just the intro. That, that really does. Next bore, two, it bores you, you to tears on the intro. Man. It does. It, it, it does. It, I don't know why either. Man. It's not, you know, I know you got to do it and stuff like that. I've always had. Uh, had an issue with it, you know. What I mean, ever ever since they started to kind of do this one, or just all intros? in general, in general, not not just intros, but and and this is nothing against all right who you're out there out there pitching because um, you know one hand washes the other, man, and you know you do some really really good content, uh, you know, from there and the way that they let you set it up and stuff like that. It's pretty generous, um, yeah. But I can't, I. I, I struggle with the with with the ads. Uh, I I struggle with live ads. Like when Soap yeah. and Bulldog started to go to live ads and shit, I was like, "This is just killing." Oh, you're talking all about right? like reading ads this, while this, the show's going on. Yeah, them doing yeah, it? and I did. And, and you all you do is just pretty brief at the uh, at the beginning. Um, then the fact that you're always sounding kind of so fucking phony, happy and shit. Good afternoon, everybody. <laughs> Pam, like, like, hey, whatever. But um, I think that's part of it, too. I think part of it is like the ads, uh, you know, ad reads in general uh, turn me off, uh, you know, to the when they started on, on the radio and stuff like that. And now you just don't get away from them. The reason I don't really let them they don't get to me that much because I just don't listen to any podcast, bro. I just don't, you know, and I know there's fun stuff out there that I would enjoy listening to. But when I had those moments. You know, for me, it's music. It's music. Yeah, you know, I hear you, man. I nothing wrong with that. So I probably shouldn't actually do an ad read for Imperial Pizza today's sponsor. Then that's what you're saying. Right? No, no, I, I, I think, <laughs> uh, I think that ad read is forthcoming. I've gotten an opportunity to dip my dip my toe in the water with the. I think that might be it too. You know what I mean? I just have to wait too long to talk. That, yeah. That's a big thing with me. You know what I mean? Like, I know I can't interrupt <laughs> that part. I, anything else, you know, I mean, it's fair game. But those those first few minutes, you know, when I just got to sit here waiting to, you know, waiting to say my bit or whatever, I, you know, I and, you and, and knowing that all you're going to do is be like, what's going on, buddy? It's all <laughs> How you doing, buddy? It's all like I we didn't just talk. Like we hey, didn't just what's talk. going on, buddy? Like, what the fuck? Like, baby, we haven't been know? talking for the last half hour. Can't you set me up with something better than that? You know what? Surprisingly, I, I actually tend to agree with you when it comes to uh, the ad reads. It, and to be fair, too, I mean, I'll mention the show sponsor again today, Imperial Pizza, two locations, 1035 Abbott Road in South Buffalo, brand new location, 1655 in Main Street. But seriously, I, I don't really do ad reads during the show. Like on the audio side, like if we're doing the videos, we say we're taking a break and we're reality. What are we taking a five second break on the audio side? 
you hear ads, but you don't hear them when we're doing the show. Listeners who are listening to the show, that you know, when, when we do the ads, that's where they do it. I but I tend to agree with you. Ad reads like live on a show, like Joe Marino, Lockdown Bills, favorite podcast in the world. It's one of my few. I listen to it every single day. I love Joe Marino, but he does like two ad reads live on his show. Like he'll pause the show and do a full minute ad read. That can be kind of annoying, but I also more than most people understand exactly why he's doing that because those are the people, you know, that are putting food on the table. In the case of somebody like Joe Marino, this isn't a hobby. This is his full-time career. You know what I mean? So I get it, but it doesn't make it any less annoying. So I agree with you. Speaking of annoying, what a great segue to today's show because we, we're going to talk Buffalo Sabres today. We we have to. We should let people know, though, that, I mean, seriously, what what is, what's going on here? All right. I mean, am I like, can I let people into the kitchen? Can I let them know that it's like sure. a double episode type back to back bullshit yeah. fucking thing tonight? Cause, you know, you're, you're about to go on the fucking waters, man. Yeah. You're, you're about to head to the waters. Me, I don't understand the whole idea of why we're doing these podcasts. I think you should just be able to say, Hey, you know what? All right, I'm 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 headed on a cruise. All right, I'll talk to y'all in eight days or whatever, and that's it. But instead, you throw together two of the biggest fucking mail it in episodes I've ever seen in my life. Morning too. And then, just just do with and, you. And, I've already mailed and, a few in. They're in then, the can already. And then ask me to come like be a part of it and shit. Which you know, if if I if I liked you more, you know what I mean. If I cared about you more, which I don't. I would probably be sure to leave here on the best possible terms tonight because, you know, you are heading out onto the high waters and those things go down, man. All right. Those fucking things go down. And if if you were someone that I feel like the loss of would leave a significant void in my life, <laughs> or perhaps I would look back one day and wish that, you know, uh, you know, our last conversation was a better one, whatever. Um, I would make sure that, um, that we had a good, you know, goodbye tonight. Maybe even like, uh, maybe even like a dab. If for, the, for those of you watching right now, maybe like a dab and the half hug, <laughs> you know what I mean? You I mean, you're about to go, you're, you're basically about to go on the fucking Titanic. <laughs> I'm not going on the Titanic. And, man. and I, well, and I, I would at least consider, all right, giving you like a little dab and a little, come on, you know, come in here. Well, all right. So for people who are like, what the hell are you even talking about? I'm uh, going on a cruise. When this drops Tuesday, I'll actually be on my way to Florida. And we leave for the cruise on Thursday. We port out of Tampa. We'll be back on Monday. You're disinterested already. I get it. I get it, Tone. No, I like to. I still but like, I, like I, believe me, I, so I want to talk about the cruise. Like, I want to talk about everything about the cruise as it relates to the movie Titanic. I what I would really like it. to do, if you want to know the truth, just ditch this whole Saber thing, all right, and have a conversation about something like, what character would you be if you were on the Titanic? Like, me, personally, I think you'd be Calvin Hockley. Which, one is, be, Which uh, one is that? Which one is that? I watch it once. It was forever. Once is just it's blasphemy to only have watched that movie one time. Calvin Hockley is the absolute villain of the uh, uh, of the movie. Rose's original husband, who does the dirtiest shit possible to get his ass on a fucking lifeboat at the end when he just grabs some random like little girl and he's like, "She's the only one. I, I'm the only one she has in the whole world." <laughs> You're like, all right, dude, you go ahead. Aaron would totally be the one that left. Oh, that I could talk about I my I had one of the one of the little puckses, the the first uh, round of little puckses was absolutely just constantly watching Titanic, mainly for the effect, you know, for the for um uh the special effects. I think he liked to watch the boat sink, you know what I mean? That sort of thing. But Titanic was a huge, huge show. Um, you know, in my uh, in my life with the with with the fam and beyond, I'll I'll still dial in, you know, dial in for a little bit on uh even on a made for TV one where there's a commercial, I'll probably bow out, you know, on the on the very next commercial. But yeah, you know, Titanic was just an an amazing amazing film, so much more interesting than 
anything you want to talk about with the Buffalo Sabres. <laughs> so much more interesting. I could talk about, I could make comparisons between the Titanic and your soon-to-be ill-fated cruise for this entire 45 minutes, man, and have, like, way more fun doing it than... I've never been on a real boat. a word of the same. Like I've a never, re defined real boat. Uh, oh, define you've never boat, been a on a real boat. Where more than maybe three or four people could be on at a time. So even I've like, certainly never been on a cruise ship or anything wow, like that. Never. This is uh, so this is gonna be my first. Yeah, you, you know you're gonna look at it like you know uh, what's his name? Hockley looked at the Titanic when he got out when he got out of his car and he looked at it and with such pride that he was you know one of the one of the maiden voyagers on it. Rose was far less impressed to which prompted Cal to say, you could be blase about some things, Rose, but not Titanic, not Titanic. I've got, I could quote it all episode long. You could be blase about some things, Rose, but not Titanic. I thought I knew a lot of shit about you. I had never had any idea that you like the big Titanic, Titanic guy, much, man. man. Never big knew Titanic that shit. guy. Here's one. Here's one Go. for you that you should, you know, that you should probably take to heart. All right. It's when they're all finally realizing that, you know, that, that thing's die? going down. And, and Mr. Ismay, the one who don't know shit, but, you know, he's like the hype man and shit. He was like, well, this ship can't sink. And then the real smart dude and shit was like, she's made of iron, sir. I assure you she can. <laughs> and she will. It's a mathematical certainty. I doubt shit went down that dramatically when it happened. But, like, when he drops that, she's made of iron, sir. I assure you she can. And she will. It's a mathematical certainty. And you already know. All right, that you're that the that the next closest possible boats are four hours out, because you got to remember when the kid came in with the uh, with the message and was like, "Oh, the closest boat is the military. It can be here in four hours." And fucking, you know, the the captain was like, four hours." Well, I believe you may get your headlines, Mister Ismay. Jesus, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, I yes. This is this is an unexpected development here in this episode of Talking Buffalo. <laughs> I'm not gonna. I'm not. I'm not watching. I'm spending. I gotta watch it before I go on my first fucking oh, cruise man. of my life. Um, you did bring up something. In all seriousness, well, he's gonna get serious today. <laughs> but you said you know if it, you would p say peace out, see you in eight days. You go on on vacation, and I gotta tell you, in all like seriously, I'm not joking. I've learned if I've learned one thing about podcasting now going this is going to be six years. Um, I was having a conversation with Bruce Nolan. He was just talking about the consistency of having something. And eight days is a long time to not have a show. If you're calling yourself the weekday daily driver for Buffalo Sports Talk and more, and then you bounce for yeah. eight days. Well, what happens there? People, not you apparently, because you don't listen to fucking podcasts, but whatever it is that you do with regularity, it's part of your routine, your habit. You go to it on a day-to-day -day basis. And if it's not there, what do you do? You go find something else, right? So people who listen to this show, you know, maybe once is fine, even twice. But after that third or fourth day, part of their routine to listen to a show on the car, in the gym, at the office, wherever it may be, they'll go find something else. And maybe they like it better than this show. I give you credit. So, I, I, give you, I give you credit for having a position on that. Um even though I don't think I'm entirely on board with the with the position that you have, but you have one. People are creatures, and uh, and just the mere fact that you you know that you have one is is semi impressive. Well, thank you. Let's All talk. Right. Can we talk Sabres yeah. now? I mean, let's. let's I, look, let's I mean, we've been putting it off for a long time. This is supposed. Are to you be... up to speed on? Uh, I know you're up to speed, obviously, on the Quinn. Are you up to speed that no. uh, Samuelson came out today as uh, <laughs> season ending? Nothing, huh? What? Oh, you're so. All right, well, whoa, whoa, whoa. So, 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 so. This is dropping on Tuesday. So, this won't be new news on Tuesday. What the fuck? We're it's recording Sunday, this Sunday bro. night. We're going to Sunday. It's late Tuesday? Sunday night. Samuelson's out for the season. I did not know that. Yeah. Really? Go, go. Wow. Yeah, I seen it, uh, I don't know, hour or two ago. Looked like it was a mid, looks like it was a midday thing. Well, they practiced today. Looked like everyone looked like even Darlene was back. So yeah. Um, I think when they practice, he talks, you know, or or they have news, you know, when he when well, I've been to, to be fair, I've been really busy as hell today getting ready 
uh, for this vacation. No, I did not know that actually, to be honest with you. Yeah. Uh, and the other thing, the other mm -hmm. thing of, of, uh, of relevance, uh, from it is, you know, the person expected to, well, here you go. I'm going to, I'll throw it out to you as a question, since I know you probably don't know this part. Um, obviously the, the Quinn injury was big right before, yeah. right before the all-star break. And the early chatter was, okay, how are they looking to fill this void? All right. Right. They got 14 guys, but you, we all know the names in Rochester and we know them to be, you know, guys who could put the puck in the net. Um, and that was a big question coming out was, you know, if it's going to be significant amount of time for Quinn, which we know that it is right. Who uh, who do they lean on? And then, it, like he answered that directly today, not just by extension of um, of what his lines looked like. You know what I mean? He said the player that we're leaning on to fill the void in in Jack Quinn's absence is who. My hope would be, and prefacing this again, this was Sunday. I'm going to be honest with you, completely honest. I knew the Sabers returned to practice for some reason. I thought it was Monday and not Sunday. So I and I wasn't on Twitter or social media on Sunday. My hope would be Yuri Kulik. No, he went with the um, and I don't think this was a cop out. At least it at least it, it made some amount of sense. He went with the internal uh answer and and he said um and he said Zach Benson. Hmm. He said, you know, I mean it's time for Zach Benson to become I, I think what he's saying is you know, time for him to step a score, up. A, 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 a score because, you know, the reality is, all right. So they were sitting there with 14 forwards. Okay. Okay. And there were 10 that made sense, um, in the top, in the top nine. Okay. Like, but that's kind of without wanting to really go to Olafson. The reason he's being able to, the guy who really moved up in, in the lines, all right, from where he was to where he is now, the guy who who kind of, I mean, he could say, Granado could say Benson all he wants as far as maybe leaning on him for the scoring, but the guy who's suddenly in the top nine is Kyle Ocposo. <laughs> all right, I don't know if you saw that, but the guy who's suddenly in the top nine is Ocposo finding a home with Thompson and Skinner because I, I think, I think um, it's probably because Granado, no, and I'm look. I, I this is a novice, all right, opinion here. I don't have the stats to back it up, but I think Thompson and Skinner suck in their own end. Okay, uh, and 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 Akposo is truly the the balancer of that. And what's funny is, even though because it has Tate Thompson on it, that's all, and Jeff Skinner for that matter. It's always going to be the line that's that's printed first you know, in your program yeah. and in your practice reports and things like that. But it wouldn't shock me if that's less about Ocposo finding his way to high teen minutes, all right, and maybe more about Thompson and Skinner, at least five on five, kind of falling back into the mix with Middlestat, Tuck, and Benson. I mean, shit, I'll make an argument right now. The middle set. No, it's not. It's not. Middle what about, I was gonna say, what about cousins? Well, it's cousins, Paterka, and I think that's where they move Benson. Okay. All right. And that's what makes it, you know, Benson for Quinn. So I think, and then I think it was middle yeah. Tuck in Greenway. And Greenway. Yeah. Okay. Um, but the one who really truly comes up to the top nine. Okay. So Benson fills in the Quinn spot, but the one who all suddenly jumps Zach from Wilson. the fourth. To, you know, to, to the that doesn't surprise to me. Top nine line. <laughs> so, so it's just and and according to Harrington, Harrington made a big statement today. Harrington, although I think it was strictly opinion, I I do, I think it was strictly opinion. But he said they're done doing the yo-yo with Levi. That's where he is now, and Comrie's here, and UPL's your one. Yeah, I yeah. added UPL's your one, but I think you know Mike right. basically meant you know. Well, when this drops, so that. this drops on Tuesday, the Sabres will be playing a game tonight um, against Dallas and Buffalo uh, quickly. And we're going to. What about me? Totally. I'm sorry. I thought this would get more juice on, on Twitter when I told you to retweet it, but I did a bad job of explaining the story. How about me fucking yeah, totally, tell the story. totally forgetting that I even had three games? All right. So the Columbus game on what I believe was like December 30th. 
Okay. That got stuck at the top of my uh, mobile ticket app. All right. Whereas uh, on the bill side, like they beat Pittsburgh and suddenly the Pittsburgh game would be down and the Kansas city game is the top, right. You know, game on, on your mobile app. That was, that would happen with the Sabres too. This, you know, as the games were played, those teams came off. All right. So then after that late December game against Columbus, there was a break, not the size, the length of the all-star break that just happened now, but a solid road trip, you know, followed by, uh, I think, or, or as part of, um, the holiday break. So a holiday break and a solid road trip, good nine, 10 days off. Right. So I go back to my mobile tickets, right. And I'm looking for teams that I know are coming up in the six game homestand, right. I know we got a six game homestand coming and I'm looking for those teams and bro, I just don't see them. Right. I, I just don't see them at all. And all I keep seeing is next game Columbus on the 30th. So because sometimes I, I will trade my tickets out. Say my kid comes in from, from college and he's like, uh, Dad, you got tickets for tonight? I won't, but I'll just go grab a game. And if you give them enough notice, you can swap that game within, within the 20-pack. One mm -hmm. of the few, and I mean fucking few, perks of being a Sabre ticket half-season <laughs> ticket holder. Um, I'm sorry. They do an awful job. But anyways, so I'm just thinking – all right, I bailed out of uh, uh, out of a couple of these, you know, homestand games, and um, and the others just weren't in my package. Well, the, you know, the whole thing that I was doing was wrong. The fact that I kept looking at Columbus as the next game that I had was completely wrong. Columbus had already passed. All right, and the and the games below it were a couple of the games in the uh in the six game homestand and I never did a thing with them. No, you know, no, no even thought. Not even a thought that night to check. You know what I mean? Not even a thought that night to check. Just no selling, no going, no thinking about going. I think one of the kids even called me and said, hey, you got this one? I was like, no, nah, I ain't got nothing until Columbus. I just kept thinking my next game was like January 30th and Columbus. Because usually the games always disappear. And because of that, you know, I just pissed away fucking, you know, three, three games worth, which at the end of the day, all right, the very few funds I would have actually made from, say, selling the two and going to one would have been offset by the $19 beers they make me pay when I'm there. Well, that's right? every, that is they are a joke right now. Okay. And maybe it's just because the product is annoying me that I'm, that I'm getting on, you know, some of the other, um, pieces of the organization, but I'm not the only one doing it. Okay. When the products is, is start to bug you a little bit, those cracked seats and all that bullshit that you deal with over there. All right. Just gets that much more annoying and man, oh man, you know, I am ready to jump right back on the hate train because I'm almost there too. Fuck. Dude, I'm I almost mean, here, and just, I don't spend any money it's on the team. Just unbelievable! All right, how porous they are with, uh, you know, with with so many so many aspects of their business model. Yeah, they suck right now. Well, on the ice, but let's talk about them. Uh, let's story. talk about them on the ice. All right, so the break has come to an end again. They're back in action here on Tuesday night. Forty nine games in, 22, 23, and four, 48 points. That's an 80-point pace. That is 11 points off last year's pace. Uh, they're nine points back in Detroit for a wild-card spot. There's four teams in front of them, and they're also tied with Montreal, so four and a half, basically. This was maybe one of the most telling stats that I saw with the Sabres. It really describes just how inconsistent they've been all season. They've only won consecutive games twice in 49 games. They've played 49 times this year, and they've only won consecutive games twice. And there are zero three-game winning streaks. They have not had a three-game winning streak through nearly 50 games. Could have one with a victory, though, here on Tuesday night against Dallas. Um, so that's not pretty, obviously. Injuries, to be fair, it's almost like not just the Bills. It's like Buffalo sports right now just has been cursed with bad injuries. And the Sabres have been hit hard. You, you talked about Jack Quinn. He didn't start the season until December 19th. And now he's out again. What, out seven, eight weeks, something like that? Yeah. Uh, Tage has missed 10 games this year. Skinner has missed eight games this year. 
Tuck has missed seven games this year. Cousins has missed three games this year. Samuelson, <laughs> I had in my notes here, eight and counting. He's hurt again. I Look, he's always hurt, man. <laughs> that was in my notes. And now that you're is. telling me because I was out of the loop on Sunday that he's done uh, for the season. So you got the injuries and then the, the snipers just ain't sniping, man. Tage, 14 goals. Tuck's only got 14. Cousins, 10. Krebs, three. That's funny. That definitely wasn't a snipers haven't been sniping. Definitely was not a play on Dora. The no, I never thought of that. Too, but as you say that, that is what she said. Like sniper, what is it? Swiper, swiper, no stop swiping. Swiper, her friend no was a swiper, little deep. No swiping. Her friend was a little deep. What the hell were they teaching? Oh, Look, I at, mean, they're teaching swiper, don't swipe. You, but maybe just don't introduce it at all. You know what I mean? Leave it to the parents. You could tell how annoyed. We both are with this team. Different levels. Maybe probably you more. I'm happy to pivot to Dora the Explorer if you'd like. <laughs> You've invested financial resources into this team, buying tickets. So you can't hate them that much if you're still buying tickets to go oh, to I go watch them play. They were ready to take off, so, bro. I thought they were ready to right. take off, just did, like everybody. Did you buy tickets last year too? Yeah, yeah. These I thought these. What about two the year before? Like no. When, no. All right. So it's been the last two years now. We've no, nah, no. Nah, I was. I, I was. Um. Honestly, Eichel had gotten me to the point where I soured on them so bad. Where I, you know what I mean. I was gone and never to be, never to return. Was it Eichel um, more than the? Than yeah, I, I, yeah. Didn't, I didn't like. See, I kind of sort of. I was sort of the like other Eichel. way. Well, sort of the other way. I didn't like Eichel. To me, where I didn't there, like him. To me, there were where there was, he was right. Where there was smoke, there was fire, and you know, just everything, all kinds of things circled back to him just being such a shitty leader. And in the in the in the in the, in the culture of of hockey, you know, that locker room bullshit is is huge. And I think I think Murray just built a team with absolute no regard for chemistry. I mean, your oh, man, that's your, your man just went that. out there and grabbed like assholves, man. <laughs> Pat Kane or the fucking yeah, well, but Pat you gonna do? You well, gonna Kane not draft Jack Michael? But a fucking asshole. Right, what are you gonna do though? I mean, are you gonna not asshole? No, of course you got to draft. You got to take Jack Eichel. You got to draft him second overall. Obviously, you wanted Connor McDavid. Yeah, you go. You can draft Jack Eichel. Then you bring in Brian Johnson. To, to you know, kind of mentor him to be the 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 captain that Gianta was, and instead Eichel gravitated more to Evander Kane in the party life than fucking Brian Gianta and the hockey leadership life. I think there's both things were I true, know. though. I do. I think he was a, a shitty leader and maybe even a shitty person. I think no, that's, he wasn't. that's not. Right. But that's, I don't. But he also it's maybe shitty teammate. I also think he, he, he would be a shitty leader and a shitty teammate. Oh, okay. Person's too far. All right, right. You're like you're a shitty person, not just. <laughs> <laughs> that's fair but he was also on the other side i think it's fair he's fucking wanted to win dude it's you know frustrated to be as talented as he is and be on a team that just that year after year just loses and isn't improving i will probably be this i'd probably be the same way i'd want out too and that's not even counting the injury anyway this isn't about jack Eichel. my point was all right so you've been back on board spending your money on this team for a few years now two Two, two years. years, two years. All right, all right. Well, and years. by by the middle point of this year, I have already concluded there's no fucking possible way come next year. Right. All right. Well, so I have going to do I Thomas just, Tatar. I'll be like, oh, now now the top nine's there. Like this core is this this core is here. All right, and this core right now is extremely uninspiring. That's fair. It is fair. It's more than just fair. It's 1,000% <laughs> accurate, okay? This core is so unbelievably they look that way last I can't imagine, all right, spending a dime come next year. I, I, I mean, I'm, close I'm to so being far out. I'm so far out on the money part of things, especially after losing it for the last three games and what they bang you for in concessions and my ticket representative, you know, pointing the finger at Delaware North when I said, you know, that some of these gold games prices are high and stuff like that. Total unaccountability from the guy calling me to see if I'm mad about anything. I ain't even mad about anything. I wasn't mad until he called and made me mad. Because <laughs> I said I can understand. All right. Um, cranking up ticket prices themselves in, 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 in tears based upon the opponent of the night, but you're doing it with fucking concessions. All right. That's dirty. That's just filthy, 
type of money grabbing bullshit. And my man said, well, it's Delaware North. Well, who chooses Delaware North? You guys do. All right. They are awfully, awfully run right now. There's, you can't it's it, you can't even express they haven't fucking played hockey in 10 days and now it's just coming back to me the seething you can res- see it in the real time resentment in real time in for real this time. franchise yeah. man yeah if you're what horribleness we're dealing with at one seymour h knox plaza if you're watching this you're seeing it in real time if you're listening you're hearing it in real time don't start losing on this team look I, I don't spend money on the product, so I don't go to the games. I don't buy their merchandise and shit like that. But I will say I'm annoyed, too. I've, I have I was go too far to say I'm all in on the team. And by the way, I just don't go to games. You know this on the football side. You've made fun of me numerous times but because I, I just don't like going to games. I like watching them at home. Anyway, I had a hate fest with the Sabres for years. Joe Yernan used to be on the show literally every week, and all I would do is hate on the Sabres. When I lived in Florida, the first year that I moved back here to Buffalo, I came back. Um, I hated him. And then I was excited about this team. And now I'm almost right back to where I was. Like, two years ago. We still have like 12 awards to give out. We or do. Something but I Sabres. wanted to ask you one question before you went on a fucking tangent. You went on a complete tangent about the organization. My question well, for really you was just, I really dislike, I really like them, man. Good. I really dislike having them around and being, you know, going from something that should be so fun and optimistic to something that just like, I completely I understand that miserable. But my question is in fairness to the organization, I have to ask you this. How much of this season's underachieving do you attribute to injuries? Because I mean I just ran them off. These aren't fucking bums, dude. These are star players. Nah. Tage Thompson, 10 games, and they've played 49. So that's that's a fifth of your game. That's 20% of your game. So Tage I'm missed not- Skinner eight, Tuck seven, Cousins three, Quinter twice. Got it how, all. How much is that of a factor? All right, well, here, I, I've got an answer for this. First, I'll start by saying that I thought you were going elsewhere in, in terms of talking about, you know, where does the blame lie? You know, um, Adams, Granado, players, that sort of thing. Uh, because I actually had thought about that. I, I believe it is so super sh- shared. I mean, if you could break the pie chart up into uh, in, in the 33%, all right, players, Adams, Granado, it, it really is a shared failure. Um, but injuries as an intangible, you know, do I want to slice into that pie a little bit with injuries? I don't think so. All right. Really? I, so. I, I mean, Alex, I'll accept Get with it. the bills. Alex, uh, yeah. The Bills lost guys for the season. All right. The Bills lost guys for the season. These these are players that um the only thing that I'll I'll give a little bit of uh of an acknowledgement to is whether or not they're playing through some of these injuries, all right, when they are when they are on the ice. But as far as actual, you know, games missed by each player and stuff like that, this team had the depth. Okay, to go and 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 kind of roll out, um, you know, at least a quality eight out of nine. That you know that that sort of thing. In the case in the case of an injury, uh, the one though, the one that I'm, I'm is actually going to cause me to backtrack a little bit, but still is frustrating because it happened very very early in the off season, or you know, certainly or before training camp. Um, man, they. They knew they didn't have Quinn for a good stretch. Agreed. And while they they probably knew that they could get by with a a quality nine in the absence of Jack Quinn, they didn't account for injuries within those nine. Right. All right. And the minute those injuries started to hit, thank God Zach Benson popped up out of nowhere because I, I think they're they're telling us that absolutely no one on the farm is ready. All right. I mean, they're, they're basically Matt Savoy. He wasn't ready either. So I just God, I, I named Kulik was... off to you when you asked me 20 minutes ago. You asked me what I thought or what I was hoping they were going to do with Quinn's absence. So they really screwed up. They, they, you know, they just they had they had bad luck, but it was bad luck that they could have pre- prepared for. Like the Bills, the Bills prepare for for that bad luck. All right. The Bills will make sure they go four deep at a position in case the time, because football's just that, you know, that sure. sport, you know what I mean? They'll make sure 
that they can at least compete with a Dane Jackson or they can just, I know, I know you don't feel like they competed very well, but you can at least compete with an AJ Klein. You know what I mean? You're just, you're paying attention to your fourth and fifth depth pieces at positions. Well, the Sabres, hockey's not like that. All right. Hockey's not looking to pay attention, pay attention to, you know, losing a, a top nine, but, um, when they did lose top nines, and when uh, and and with Quinn being out, if they couldn't roll three, because they went a while, they went a while putting like bums up in the top nine and really, really marginalizing one of those one of those lines where only two became viable on any given night. So you know their depth at top nine definitely definitely hurt, and they they should have been able to to see it in the absence of Quinn, but that is the only response that, that pisses me off. Okay. Not responding to a replacement for Quinn for the first half of the season was more of a, a, a self inflicted wound than I feel the bad luck of some of those ones that you rattled off necessarily was. It's a good point. And we take a real quick break and then we're going to come back and, and throw out some, Awards, and we're going to do it quickly because I know it's a matter of time before you get annoyed that we got to do a second show immediately. We're getting at, close after this. One. We're getting close to that. Be right back. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. All right, we're back here talking Buffalo Sabres today. Um, they, they returned to the ice tonight against um, the Dallas Stars. Real quick, I, I want to fly through these awards, but before the break, you said something that's really resonated with me over the whole three seconds before we resumed this conversation. But seriously, you said that the blame pie could be sliced evenly one-third each way. And I think that's a great take because you could talk about Kevin Adams uh, I don't think he did enough over the side. He, he didn't account for Jack Quinn. He didn't have a proper plan for Jack Quinn being out as long as he did. Um, too much faith in Devin Levi when he was not ready. So that hurt them early in the season. Uh, you can talk about the players. They're just straight up not playing good enough, coming out sleepwalking a lot. And then you can blame the coach too because I think it's like 19 fucking times, dude, in 49 games, 18, 19 times, they have fallen into a multiple goal deficit before the end of the first period and almost half their games this year they haven't scored for half the game so it's got to be coaching to some extent and i see a lot of people calling for his head mike carrington vigorously def not defending granado but just saying that shit ain't happening he does point out the sabers are nine, nine six, six and one and one in, no, in their I, last the fact that we both knew nine six and one mike said it a lot he's right he's not wrong yeah, though yeah, he's yeah, not yeah. wrong but anyway yeah. i don't know i just think that's interesting and i agree with you i, I feel like you could take that that blame pie and, and slice it evenly uh, three ways. All right, I'm going to fly through these awards. I'll name the category. I'll tell you who I got, and you can just tell me if you agree or disagree or whatever. Um, team MVP, I don't think I would have been saying this in October, but I got Casey Middlestad right now. He leads the team with 42 points, and he leads the team with a plus nine. He's playing 18 and a half minutes a game. Uh, I got him over Rasmus Dahlin. It would be my honorable mention. What, do you agree with that? No. Um <laughs> So I had my guy, actually. I had my guy all episode long. And then 
<clears throat> excuse me, when he went to the break, all right, you had the little pitcher come up, and I believe that was middle stat in the pitcher, all right, which then made me think, oh man, I'm I'm forgetting about I'm forgetting about middle stat a little bit. Here's my take, though. I do think Middlestad has been the best skater and probably by extension the best player on the Buffalo Sabres this year. And it's and it's mattered because of how down um cousins and and uh and Thompson. Sure. But I don't think Middlestad is really while he's you know kind of um you know made sure that uh, that we at least had you know somebody clicking in the middle, you know, if those two were down or something like that, you know, Casey Middlestad hasn't really just really mattered in wins and losses and where the season would and wouldn't be, you know, in his absence for me, despite what was maybe one of the biggest chokes I've ever seen. Okay. When he was handed the keys the first time and then went out against like St. Louis and shit all over himself and made you wonder, Oh my God, how could it be this way? Other than that, like, theatrical disaster i think the buffalo sabers mvp has been uh uka pekalukanen yeah all right that's fair you know what's funny when he had that game oh god that work, game was the fucking worst at work that game was the worst bro. At, at work at the restaurant a, a co-worker told me he doesn't call him upl he calls him ppl <laughs> that was his take at the time anyway he was, sounds about right ppl for, he was calling him yeah. ppl all right so you got upl all right that's fair um, most pleasant surprise, uh, JJ Paterka leading the team in 18 goals. Uh, that, that, that's what I got. Well, I mean, if you, if you take out, if you're going strictly by, you know, once the season started, but if you go all the way back to training camp, I think your most pleasant surprise is Zach Benson. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Who's expecting him to even, to even make the club. So I'm cool with, you know, Paterka's, uh, be, uh, as a choice here because his ascent, and just his trajectory, I think I want to say uh, he's doing looks, what Quinn did last great. year. It just it just looks it looks great. So I'm good with that. But I, I think uh, once again, as with the case, you know, with UPL, um, I think it's two nothing me because I'm going with Zach <laughs> Benson, which is the correct answer. Most disappointing player. I'm going with Dylan Cousins through this point. Ten goal. Look, there's a lot of candidates too, but I'm going with Dylan Cousins. Ten goals in 46 games. 29 points, got the big contract. He's your supposed to be your 1B center, just hasn't produced much. Again, honorable mention, Tage, Tuck, Owen Power, Devin oh, Le- Devin Levi, God. lots of candidates for this category, oh, obviously. But I'm going to go with Cousins. That's my pick. Yeah, that's cool uh, because he's he has definitely stunk. Um, but, yeah, I'm just – I'm going to – there's no way. There's no way. I don't want. I don't want a piece of both of them. Uh, so it's 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 co most disappointing players for me, and it's uh, and it's Tage and Owen Power. And and the reason why I'm kind of forgiving Cousins is just because um, he hadn't done it yet. He hadn't done it to any any, any extent. You know what I mean? Got, right, he I got mean, paid I, like, like he has. Yeah, yeah, I get you. And he got scored like sixty points or something like that. Maybe I can't remember what Cousins' high is or what he did last year. And believe me, I love Dylan Cousins, man. I'm I'm like, I thought he was the perfect number two to to Tage, and I thought it was all set. I thought it was all setting up. Um, and he has not been good, but. Jeez, man. I mean, Thompson did it. You know, Thompson went out there and dominated, and now Thompson doesn't even remotely. I think his right, injuries tip, have had tip, something to tip do with the, it. Tip the scales anymore. I just, mm-hmm. um, I'm and and power. I don't care how many, um, you know, uh, analytics guys can can back it up. I'm I'm sure they can, and I understand that Owen Power is a good NHL defenseman. And I understand, all right, that he's not, um, oh, who is that? Franzen, all right. There was a guy, there was a guy who had, like, great analytics, right, when analytics started to become a thing. Um, And he was was here, but he would always be, like, a scratch and stuff like that. You know, and I I don't mean to compare Owen Power to him. It would have worked out a lot better if I remembered the guy's uh, full name. Cody. Cody Franzen? Is that possible? Uh, It sounds familiar. 
All right. Well, whatever. I'm not calling po- power some such a uh, an analytics darling that I'm completely oblivious to the fact that he's a number one overall pick, an incredible skater, and just you know has uh, an, an enormous skill set. But the dude is stunk this year. No, stunk. All right, that's fair. Just, just stunk. Let me fly through a couple of these categories without even commentary. If you completely disagree, then and then I guess we could talk about it. But favorite game, and again, this is through the first forty nine here. The All Star break. Favorite game, smack in Toronto. On December 21st, they beat them 9-3. That was a lot of fun, that game. Least favorite game, 9-4 loss at Columbus. The game before that, which I can't remember if that was Levi or, or UPL in net that game. I think it was uh, it was Levi. I don't remember. But the game fucking sucked. Anyway, best individual performance at UPL's 41 saves when they beat Pittsburgh 3-1 on January 6th. Best addition. I have Zach Benson. You talked about him being the most pleasant surprise. I guess you can kind of intertwine those four goals, uh, 10 assists. And then I got Ryan Johnson too. He's played 30 games and certainly looks to me like a, well, that's a good one, like an NHL that's, player. That's so uh, again, we don't well, really, you know what though, honestly, that's a point we didn't really talk about it. You know, the, uh, the nerds will love that, th- this conversation more, but um, you know, the Samuelson injury means we, you don't have to worry about Johnson ever going. Yeah, I never uh, thought of that until just now. Yeah. Like Johnson, Johnson's He's here. never going back on the bench. Well, I, I think he was here, here, but I think people would all. But he wasn't uh, playing every night. Would have, would have, would have, you know, full um, array of 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 options on the blue line. I do think you know guys who really liked his play, and that's most um, would have still worried about him being the odd man out. He, he now steps into a top six that honestly, bro, I mean, he may not relinquish for 10 years. Man. You know what I mean? I mean, he's that young. You know what I mean? He's that young, that talented. I think that's um, one of the more the, frustrating. The Ryan Johnson era, all right, is now upon us. That might be the part that's so at least temporary frustrating this year is they're just, you can name young guy after young guy after and young guy. And just go with Darlene with them, right? <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, yeah. I didn't look at it today. I'm sure they didn't. I'm sure they didn't. But I doubt it. You know I, I didn't even know. I didn't it. know Samuelson was just, even still out. So yeah, you uh, you got whatever. nothing off. All right. Um. So those are ones, like I said, relatively. I have I nothing to offer on any all right, of those. Right, well, they were terrible. I got, like we're most exciting game, most worst game. They the were, Toronto game was awesome. They no, because it never meant anything. None of them ever meant anything it's not like we've ever pulled it within four points of a playoff spot or or got hot or something like that that's true none of these wins and losses mean anything they are the boringest team now to follow in the nhl they don't get you too high they get you they keep you just you know consistently low (laughs) what an absolute fucking dull boring miserable hockey season they have given us through the first half it can't be said enough unsung hero we'll call him underappreciated player um i got jordan greenway i think he's played a variety of roles he's been on the top line he's been on the second line third line he's been on the checking line uh 37 games six goals solid two-way player i love jordan Greenway. yeah yeah so to me that's a and it's again, it's a relatively easy one, um, unsung because a lot of these guys we talk about all the time, not a lot of talk about Jordan Greenway. I actually think he's been uh pretty solid. Worst additions, can we make Eric Johnson and Connor Clifton a tie? Sure, <laughs> I don't want to talk, I don't even want to talk about them. Fucking, let's just move on. Last two things, what's been your favorite thing? In, in your least favorite like, thing? I just looked ahead to this, and this is. Are we are we still talking Sabers? Like, are you really asking me right here what's been my favorite thing so far about this Buffalo season, <laughs> Saber season, and what's been my least favorite thing, bro? All right, my favorite thing so far is literally nothing. Like there is from right from Jump Street. All right, they made you miserable from the jump and have kept you miserable. Throughout my least favorite thing is every single fucking day of being a fan of this franchise. 
That you know what? And you know what, man? Yeah. My mother, my mother yelled at me for swearing too much in the brief clip that she saw, like over like the last couple of weeks. <laughs> and I don't think I've done anything. You know, I've actually been try tried to be conscious about it uh, uh, in some cases, but you know, uh, there's just not enough expletives, you know, to properly show your your uh, displeasure. For the Buffalo Sabres at this point, what a, what a, what a we're, we're miserable, not, we're, miserable, miserable hockey team and season. But you would like to talk Sabres. Like if they were playing well, you would enjoy coming on the show and talking Sabres. Or do you just not even, I'll are so you so tuned out? Look, look, like it's easy to talk football. Look, you and I don't need no notes to talk they get to with They get to within four points of a playoff spot. All right. Um, it's it's like I said. Uh, what would I, you do if you were on, on the one, radio? One though? of my famous, one of my famous Bills rants. All right, when I said I can jump on and off the bandwagon whenever I want. That's what a uh, you know, growing up watching Matt Kofler and Joe Dufek play quarterback affords you. What right? would you and do though? Is true of- what would you do? Last question here. You you know you come on this podcast. We we tape once a week, whether we do one or two episodes. What would you do if you were on WGR? What was if it was Shope the Bulldog and Pucks and Bill season for the most part is over. I mean, it's never completely over. There's always football to talk about, but let's just say you had to talk a good Dude, they four don't. to five segments. This, this is obviously, this is obviously proof that you're not as, that you don't listen as much anymore. And I don't either for that matter. When you want to, when you talk about um, the monster that is the NFL. Okay. And the mm-hmm. Buffalo bills, nowhere is that more evident than on those airwaves all right following um even even when the bill season ends bro all right i mean like i like like i i get up like the sabers were going to be back to practice soon you know i mean i get it it was the all-star break and stuff like that but i get up for my coffee every morning right around and i'm headed to tim hortons at seven o'clock and i throw on gr and they yeah, are early. talking about receivers, all right? <laughs> and they are going to talk about receivers every single day. Good. Because because the Sabres just don't rate, man. And they and because of the fact, like, look, if there were different owners, but, you know, if, if, if WGR was the, uh, was the voice of the Bills and Sabres and the Bills and Sabres had separate owners, then the Sabres owner is going to have some serious beef with the way that it's broken up, but they don't have separate owners. They have the same owner and, you know, Pagula don't care. It is all bills, man. They don't, in, until the Sabres start to get back, you know, near the playoffs. Sure. At six o'clock, you know, Hey, we'll have Paul Hamilton on today at five and you know, that sort of thing. And Sabres pregame starts at six. But when there's really a, a you know a question between where we're going to go with a with a conversation, football wins, man. Football always wins, and it's going to win tomorrow because we're coming right back with Tone Pucks tomorrow. We're doing Buffalo Bills season awards. Hopefully, it'll be a little more fun than this episode. But anyway, be back. Was, Brand new fun. show. This was fun. This was this fun. I had fun. Uh, it was middle of the road. You making fun of me and telling me I'm going to die in a fucking boat. That's the most fun I had. That was my favorite part. As a matter of fact, if you can change tomorrow's episode from whatever it is, Bill's related to the sinking Titanic, I would actually stay here until like midnight. All right. If you could make that happen.